What's going on, pretty people? My name is... Uh, I forgot my name. Uh, did you say something in regards to Big Daddy G? Oh, yes. I am Big Daddy G, and I'm in the company of the always beautiful Arrow. Arrow. Please tell us a little something about yourself. Closer to the microphone as possible. This close. That sounds good to me. That sounds perfect. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am having an amazing time. Welcome to the first episode of Love and Drama. Great. And you um, mispronounced my name, Aro. Aro? Aro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? Actually, I like it a lot better like this. Aro. Aro. Yeah. Good. I'm play on something. <laughs> okay. I, I, I see where you went with this. I was the, the whole time. I don't know why. And again, probably this has to do with the fact that I was a uh, DC Extended Universe television fan during the first couple of seasons of Arrow. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the text of you picking out your name, I said, okay, this is it. Arrow. <laughs> but Aro didn't. Aro, yeah. Yeah, they didn't, didn't cross my mind. I feel silly about it now. <laughs> I feel super silly. See, that's one of the things. See, that's me. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> we never know what we're going to get. Well, this is the first episode of Love and Drama. We're going to talk about all things love, all things drama in every single spectrum. A uh, little bit of politics, not too much, but most uh, anything, things that could be relatable to couples out there. Yes. And uh, we're going to start with the first topic. Which was the all favorite Valentine's. Valentine's is just around the corner, and uh, there is always a group of people who I never thought I would feel bad for, but uh, you just have to when you think about it. What round of people is are those? <laughs> uh, well, it would really. I think that would have to be someone who whose birthday is on the fourteenth of February. On that actual day. Yes. Poor people. Can you imagine? I mean, in one hand, it's good because they get to celebrate it with other people, but their birthday gets overshadowed by, you know, this major event once a year. The biggest problem I have with the entire Valentine situation is the economical aspect of it. And uh, Roma Army, a YouTube men's rights ad, uh, advocate is constantly talking about this and she's been talking about it more so in the last couple of years of how consumerism has taken over the entire holiday and on the weeks leading up to valentine's prices on anything that's date related has tripled Mm-hmm. from chocolates, flowers, etc. So now since we're talking about people who celebrate or have their birthday on Valentine's. Imagine you show up to the, not even you, let's say your mom shows up to the cake, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to the bakery to pick out a cake for you with your name on it. Mm-hmm. No matter what the name is, it's going to have a big old heart in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people think uh, it's, uh, it's crazy, you know, that, 
we have to go somewhere, you know, like my brother, for instance, his birthday is on Valentine's. <gasps> you know, and my mom said that when he was born, um, uh, my dad brought her a big old um, basket uh, of uh, a plant. I, and I believe it was uh, a lily plant. And it was pretty big because I, I remember my mom keeping this basket for years. Um, but, um, and he paid a lot of money for it. And, uh, and of course, every time, you know, uh, my, we went to go get a cake for my brother, there was nothing but heart cakes and you know for a girl you know it wouldn't be so bad but for a boy you know it was hard to find blue cakes or cakes that had anything else other than valentine's so that was one of the drawbacks you know <laughs> but you know he um it is your birthday so you just can't help but celebrate it and so but. It, uh i it's I find it really sad right now that you just said that story about your brother. Cause, uh, a, <laughs> and, ah, oh, man, yeah. Val, that's a tough sell. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, <clears throat> sometimes it does have its perks on him having, you know, his birthday on Valentine's. Cause, um, if we go to a restaurant and they find out it's his birthday, hey, he gets a free cake. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, you know, I kind of take advantage of that for him. <laughs> Not to mention that any, in, anything concerts wise mm -hmm. of, or nightlife, mm -hmm. it really, the prices are super hiked up. Yeah. And uh, normally the ladies who are walking around selling flowers mm -hmm. just about anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody getting their, their roses and you know, chocolates and bottles of wine, you know, but to me, um, Valentine's is, uh, so it's, it's a little overrated, you know, why, why spend, you know, one day on showing your love and appreciation that should be every day. I find, uh, oh my God, I know I'm going to get a lot of grief over this about what I'm going to say. <laughs> Hopefully not from you. Actually, I know it's not from you, but I know I will get a lot of hate for what I'm about to say. Uh, overdoing it on Valentine's is a rookie move. Um, yes and no, it is a rookie move, but I... I think it's just that person, you know, trying to show that affection, you know, and appreciation. Same thing with all the other holidays, you know, Christmas, for instance, which should be another topic. But, you know, why, why one day of showing, you know, your love and appreciation, it should be, Valentine's to me should be more about friendship and you know, the love that you have for one another, not just, you know, um, you know, it should show, you should show everybody your love. And the haters are going to say those are words of somebody who doesn't have money to spend for Valentine's. <laughs> um, but they're really realistic though. It's, it's again, same thing with Mother's Day. 
why you celebrate her one day a year yeah i mean and and i get it uh you know it's um i've learned to see all these holidays and all these celebration days as just that as a celebration just like the same thing as your birthday which leads us back to having um your birthday on valentine's oh. <laughs> you know um you could either take it as um you know that's not not as special of a day or you can take it that it really is special you know that is a special day and um i guess it all depends on how you see it you know um you do really know what uh valentine's day is all about right it's not really if you remember it was the bloody massacre oh please educate me on this because this, this just got <laughs> It went from interesting to really interesting. Okay, so I don't have all my facts, so let uh, me get some help from the all uh, almighty Google. Uh, this this show is not sponsored by Google. No, it is not. But if you need to get some really good information, Google is the person to go to. Yay, because artificial intelligence of course yeah. <laughs> well speaking of uh, holidays and spending money on on that day uh during my days as a an fm dj we used to always have something a big event mm -hmm. for that specific holiday mm -hmm. and uh, we called it the, the day of love mm -hmm. of course and we would get artists whose repertoire included this most beautiful romanticism tracks mm -hmm. of the time and we're talking early 2000s here mm -hmm. and at that time bachata was starting to take uh take off mm -hmm. we still had a little bit of uh, los pasteles verdes los rehenes grupo uh liberacion and others mm -hmm. who were groups who at the time were bringing in a lot of heavily romanticized lyrics to their music mm -hmm. and I got to tell you throughout the entirety of my FM career, and we're talking Fiestas Patrias, uh, Black Friday, uh, all the three-day holiday, uh, three-day three weekend holidays, Valentine's had the biggest draw. Mm -hmm. It was for us the cheapest to produce. Really? And it was the most lucrative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> The most lucrative because people were paying, paying big buck mm -hmm. to see los well, yeah. uh, liberacion on uh, on on valentine's mm -hmm. day but the following week you could see um at your local state fair mm -hmm. for one tenth of the price and uh the the drinks were doubled in price the food was doubled in price and of course we were getting cuts from the senoras with the flowers mm -hmm. and it was very lucrative, but back to the facts about Valentine's, please. <laughs> um, so if I, and you know, anybody's more than welcome to correct me, but uh, I believe back in um, the 18, um, Back sometime in history, like you're talking like back in the old, old days where cars weren't invented. I just don't remember what century, but um, Valentine's Day was uh, celebrated 
um, February 14th and the 15th, and it was just a day of love. You know, it wasn't one specific day. It was uh, two days. Um, And then um, also um, Valentine's Day has its histories of uh, violent histories back in the early 1900s. Um, there was a, a massacre, a gang massacre, and I don't remember how many gang members passed away, but it was uh, it had involved with Al Capone. And yeah, interesting. Um, now I wish I knew, I, I would remember more or knew more about the subject on both of how the origins of Valentine's and what happened with this massacre. So well, you, you had me at Al Capone in Valentine's. <laughs> yeah, it was during his time in Chicago. Um, but yeah, um, Valentine's, I think, didn't start uh, really getting gaining popularity until maybe about... Um, I don't know. Sometime after, after the fifties, I'd have to say, um, and then I believe, like after the eighties, that's when it really blew up. Because I remember going, um, I remember seeing all kinds of um, antique, uh, you know, Valentine cards online, um, <coughs> but. Um, I also remember growing up as a kid, um, you know, you made a comment earlier about how, um, you know, Valentine's, oh my gosh, and that thought just went right past my mind. (laughs) The one about uh, commercialism? Yes, commercialism. Okay. You know, and, um, you know, I remember growing up in elementary school and I had a cousin who was maybe a grade below me and this is at the time where you were still able to um, have classroom parties, you know, we would all get together in, um, you know, a main building, have Valentine's parties where you would have like a little dance, you know, whatever, you know, a little high school, middle school, elementary school dances. And um, I remember um, a lot of kids uh, weren't giving out Valentines because, you know, they were from low income. And, you know, the the town that I grew up in is, you know, it's actually very low income. Uh, I'm still proud of it, though. Um, So after that, you know, it just started getting more commercialized. And I think that's when... You know, corporations, you know, started noticing that uh, they could make money off of holidays. Like I said earlier, it wasn't just about Valentine's. It's also about other, you know, holidays. Um, it just started getting commercialized. And after a while, I it just lost its meaning. You know, I feel like, yeah, it's a great way to celebrate, but... You know, at to what expense? You know, to making someone who is not as you know has as much financial support, you know, as you know someone who can afford it and show off and all that. 
you know so yeah when you know talking like someone who was poor yeah you know you, you were poor but you also you have the people that can afford it and who have a good heart and want to show that love they they don't give just one person you know the, you look at you also have to look at the people that actually give out cards or candies you know even if it's just a little piece of a Hershey you know at least they're giving it to multiple people and that is showing also love uh it's really interesting the the definition of love and the way that we are using valentine's and have been using valentine's uh, as an excuse for consumerism over the last three decades i want to say mm -hmm. three to four decades for i uh, i know that culturally here in the states it's a heavily commercialized holiday yes. and i find it to be a pseudo holiday which mm -hmm it's really just fancy for fake because mm -hmm. there's no real celebration that should be done or that we, sh we should be celebrating on or ultimately we're using for consumerism uh the reason why i'm bringing this up is because a couple of years ago i was having a conversation with a great friend of the show nacho and we were talking about how the girl who he was dating at the moment was constantly comparing her relationship with her friends mm -hmm. and her friend had a very wealthy boyfriend and he was buying the love and affection of this woman mm -hmm. he was recently divorced he got a big settlement because of his divorce and he was investing if i'm using the the word correctly into his new girlfriend mm -hmm. so he got her a lot of plastic surgery mm -hmm. for um uh, I think it was, uh, what's the three-day weekend in September? Uh, Labor Day. For Labor Day, so that she would be completely healed mm -hmm. by Valentine's. And on Valentine's, he took her VIP to a really, really expensive concert, mm -hmm. backstage kind of thing. And his then-girlfriend, Nacho's girlfriend, was constantly talking about her. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it must be nice to be taken out and paraded a VIP concerts like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, years went by, and when he, when we had this conversation, we felt like she was constantly competing with her friend mm -hmm. to see which one of them two had a boyfriend who cared about her better. <laughs> My boyfriend got me a Gucci bag for Valentine's. What did yours get you? Mm -hmm. Oh, he took you to the taco stand on the corner? Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what? There's some really good taco trucks out there. <laughs> yes, there are. And we happen to be friends with people who own one. And they're fantastic. And, uh, yeah. You know, and I... Um, to me, that um, those are more than likely women who are have self-esteem, but you know, to make themselves feel better, they have to show off. Put another one down. Yeah, you know, I. <laughs> yeah, shame, shame on them. <laughs> Where's the? You know, we need we need a little. <coughs> cowbell shame shame <laughs> game of thrones reference but yes uh, you know um i 
and that's why I'm not too crazy about Valentine's. You know, I don't feel like I need to be, you know, paraded, paraded around. around. I don't need to be paraded around, you know. I, I, you know, and I can't speak for every woman. I, if I was to go to a concert, hey, you know what? I'd be happy if I got front row seats, you know, not too close because you never know how some of those concerts are. <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, from, from a person who's been mm-hmm. to a gazillion concerts, mm-hmm. I have to tell you the worst seats are front row. You know what? It, Sometimes I I can't really say I've ever sat like in the front row. I think the closest I've ever gotten was um, at, at a Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with the Backstreet Boys, you know, but um, and there's a story behind that. So I don't. <laughs> I don't like quoting the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> Oops, but if I, I am, did it again. <laughs> that's not the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Wrong '90s pop culture reference. I get it. I, I, get, I get it. But uh, back to the, my comment. I, I I try to live my life quoting mm-hmm. the Backstreet Boys the least on my daily life. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to ask you to please, please quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> oh wow, that sounded really dark. But um. But yes, uh, consumerism, Valentine's, it's a, it's mm. a bad deal. I really think so. And uh, I really think that we need to take a look into our hearts and find out what love is mm. from a different source. Because uh, growing up, for me personally, the idea of love is not something that I learned from my environment. Mm-hmm definitely not from my parents Mm -hmm. Uh, but I strongly believe that I had an idea what love was through television through Mm -hmm. film through music Mm -hmm. the the ideology of writing a poem picking up a guitar and coming out with a song like you were meant for loving me Mm -hmm. I was meant for loving you which one is it I was meant for loving you, baby. You. Oh my goodness! You know what? You know yes, the one. Yes, and my mind is blank right now. Yeah. So I know which one you're talking about. Okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way, mm-hmm. um, I think during that those formative years watching films like the star wars uh franchise i don't know if that's a good idea to promote love and relationship during a war film because as an adult i see now i see it a little bit toxic mm-hmm. you tell me how you feel about the relationship between anakin and padme I think Anakin seeing Padme as um, he loved her like he loved and this with the same intensity he loved his mother. Oh, dun dun dun! 
I need to program that sound. Uh, okay, what would be? You know what? Okay, I'm gonna. I want you to repeat that line. He love his uh, Padme, and then pause. I'll play the sound effect, and then you say it. Ready? He loved Padme like he loved his. That's the vibe. That's the. Well, that's the closest thing I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I, what about the. Oh, uh, no, not the womp, womp, womp. You know what? I, I think that that works too. All right, cool. So say say that line again. I don't know. Now it's not going to come out natural. <laughs> well, there's, you know what? It, and I really thought I wanted to edit this. Uh -huh. I won't edit it. Because I think these mistakes are going to make people laugh. <laughs> and if they don't laugh, it's because they're dead inside. And they probably need to see a an Amy Schumer romantic comedy. I recommend Trainwreck. It's fantastic. But uh. Anakin loved his mother. No, I would... If you're gonna, if you're gonna quote me, quote me right. Yeah, yeah I got it I wrong. I said Anakin loved a Padme with the same. In <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> all, right, all right, here we go again. Here we go again. All right, all right, all right, right. Ready? Anakin loved Padme with intense, with the same intensity. Wah, 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 or <laughs> like he loved his mother. Oh, Sigmund Freud must be really proud right now. <laughs> He'll be saying things like, you guys get it? <laughs> wow. And, and, uh, But it, it brings us back to love. Who is to define what love really is? You know, uh, Padme loved his mom, you know, uh, with... Um, With so much love, because that was his world. You know, she was his world, and you know when he left, uh, all he had was was a Padme afterwards. So look at how he reacted when he found out. Uh, you know, his mom died. You know that she was killed. You know he he lost it. You know, because he had such intense love for her. Same thing with Padme. Look at what he did when he found out that, you know, she died. He went crazy. From what I remember, and uh, and remember, I was not big into Star Wars. I am a bigger fan of the Star Wars fandom mm -hmm. and, their, uh, and the cultural print they have left on society. But as far to say that I am a Star Wars fan, mm -hmm. or that I uh, that I've seen all twenty seven movies in sixty eight mm -hmm. TV shows, I haven't. Mm -hmm. So uh, it wasn't until twenty twenty when I started watching epi episodes one, two, and three, mm -hmm. and that was in your company, it was in your presence. So mm -hmm. you were experiencing something for the ninetieth time. Well, mm -hmm. it was my first time, but from what I remember correctly. Anakin made her dead accidentally, but more on the borderlines of if I can have you, no one can. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah, he did. But then, you know, if you noticed, um, he ultimately realized that he did not want her to go, that 
you know, he didn't want to kill her. You know, and instead, he ultimately did cause her death. You know, he he caused something that he what he was most afraid of. You know, so, and I think what set it off was the love that he had for his mother. Because you know, if you remember when his mother was kidn or uh, kidnapped and you know by those, oh my gosh. <laughs> the Raiders, right? Yes. Um, sand Raiders? He, yes, the Sand Raiders. Okay. Uh, he he went crazy and he, he killed, you know, a lot of them and and he went crazy. You know, um, he went uh, so far as, you know, disobeying, you know, you know, one of their Jedi cardinal rules, you know, never to disobey your master. And he did, you know, all for what? Because he loved his mother, you know, so intensely, you know, that was, that was his world. And so after that, all he had was Padme and he, he transferred that love to her on top of having love for her. And, you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a kid at heart. I you know, know you are. See, dang it. I thought I was going to be the fidgety one. <laughs> yeah. Fidget. But, you know, it all brings it back to, um, you know, love and, and the reason for, you know, why, um, you know, Valentine's is celebrated, you know, to show love. You know, some show it differently than the others. You know, you've got, you know, you've got, um, uh, Anakin, how he's, you know, the love he had, and I'm just going around and around and around, huh? No, I, as I, I just uh, your thought about, uh, I'm sorry, your comment about Valentine's and film reminded me of the greatest <laughs> film to ever be premiered on Valentine's Day, which was the most misleading film in the history of cinema to be released on that particular day <laughs> you know where i'm going with this okay so i have two ideas <laughs> okay let's see if you can pick which one i'm talking about okay so if you're you're probably talking about that valentine's day with um, all those celebrities or are you talking no. about uh, the the horror film? What is it called? The uh, Valentine's Day. Neither. Oh. <laughs> the film Deadpool, the first Deadpool, was released on Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day uh -huh. weekend, and the <laughs> the marketing campaign for it was incredibly impressive because uh, it branched out from all the typical billboards that you would normally see. Mm -hmm. So in one of the ultimately most amazing, most savage billboards I have seen for the film, and I saw a lot of crazy ones, it's uh, Ryan Reynolds right next to Bocotti Marcolini. I think mm -hmm. that's her, her name. Do not quote me on it. I know I have it wrong. And they are on the billboard inside of a little heart and then it's color coded for Valentine's. Mm -hmm. And then across the board on top, it says true love never dies. And then at the bottom, it says Deadpool 
uh, Valentine's Day. And the number one complaint women had mm -hmm. on Monday at the office was that, oh, my God, my boyfriend took me to see this Deadpool film because Ryan Reynolds is in it. And I thought it was going to be a love story. And in the opening sequence, the guy, one of the bad guys was turned into a kebab. <laughs> because love. Mm. And again, how is that love? portray in film and again people like me who did not were uh did not were not raised on a nuclear family mm -hmm. did not get to experience that a lot mm -hmm. so i did not really know what love looks like until later on in life mm -hmm. and it wasn't until probably 2010 when i started thinking revisiting my own love story and with it I had to take a look inside and take a look around. And then we have Anakin. Mm -hmm. We have Han Solo. The most iconic line in of romanticism in film was said by Harrison Ford. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about, right? <laughs> this guy was the the Simpkin. This guy was the Andrew Tate of his era. A complete boss. Seriously, Leia says, I love you. What does he say? I know. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a boss move, man. Leia, I have a legitimate question about the relationship. Did Leia at any point knew her brother was Luke? I, you know, it wasn't until he revealed to her but, um, you know, I know she says that she felt that there is a connection. But here's the thing is that how, how would anybody know? You know, they, it was a very long stretch for anybody it, to know. It really was. Um, <clears throat> Because it didn't give away any clues, so it kind of just seemed like an afterthought. But if you're not a Star Wars fan, I mean, well, I mean now because it's you know it's been so long, yeah, that people know about it. But you know that was like one of those plot twisters, just as the same as you know hearing Darth Vader say, "Luke, I am your father." <laughs> Have you heard the story about that line? Um, you know what? I did hear about it. Okay. All right. Cool. So th this is an interview. Mark Hamill. Kimmel. Mm -hmm. Hamill. Hamill. Sorry. I, I've never been able to get his name right. Luke Skywalker is on the Norton Graham show. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about the way people reacted to all these films. Mm -hmm. And he says that the most surprised person in the movie theater, the premiere of the the first film was Harrison Ford, mm -hmm. who was sitting to the right of him. So they're watching everything, and George Lucas, the writer and the producers of Star Wars, got together with uh, with Mark and said, "Hey, look, I know what the script says, but you are the only person who's going to know this plot twist." So. If we hear 
gossip about it, we know it's going to be you who's, who leaked out the information. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, 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 cool, cool. I won't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. What is it? In the script, it says, Obi-Wan killed your father. Mm -hmm. But we're going to do a dub of the line, and we're going to say, Luke, I'm your father. Mm -hmm. And your reaction is going to be, no! Mm -hmm. So... And the fast forward to the night of the premiere, it's George Lucas, Mark, him, uh, Mark, and Harrison Ford. They're sitting right next to each other. And what happens? I am your father. No! Harrison Ford turns to Mark, taps him on the shoulder and says, Hey, kid, you don't fucking tell me that. <laughs> and that's the story. Ta-da! <laughs> I laugh so much. Whenever I see mm -hmm. Harrison Ford doing interviews, I laugh so much. <laughs> he's he's America's senile grandpa, he's, I think. To me, he is like one of the America American sweethearts. He's a, he's a good actor. Don't let him fly a plane, but yeah. <laughs> hey, he did he did uh, really good in Star Wars. <laughs> sure yeah, it, it's it's fantastic that he does fun, uh, fantastic flying the Millennium Falcon but can't land the plane to save his life <laughs> in Earth in planet Earth <laughs> Jeez, I, I know what he is and I know what he is and he's a fantastic uh, pilot mm -hmm. intergalactic pilot mm -hmm. that's what he is mm -hmm. he is not a Terran pilot <laughs> He's not a good one either. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And we digressed from our original topic about love. I, I'm like, I'm seriously trying to look for a piece that I can bring us back with. But uh, going back to the uh, to the Deadpool <coughs> conversation and what the ideology of love that we're being sold. Mm -hmm. And again, Valentine's Day. What's the combo? There are two combos, I think. Dinner and a movie. Mm hmm. With, of course, an oversized bouquet of flowers, an oversized box of diabetes, I'm sorry, chocolate, <laughs> and, uh, and an oversized um, stuffed animal, mm. right? That, that's the combo. That's, yeah. that, that's like cheapy A, yeah. plan B, go to a concert, mm -hmm. boss level, vacation, mm -hmm. and then a combination of one, two, and three far away from your home <laughs> that's and and again it, it's uh for for two people we're looking to spend or at least here in the southern california air, uh, area for a for package a a minimum of one to two hundred bucks mm -hmm. and film dinner and gifts mm -hmm. from her from him to her most likely uh in plan b concerts Right. Mm -hmm. So let's see the reunion tour of, uh, not reunion tour, but let's say Stevie Wonder, Kiss, and Careless Whisper guy, George Michael. <laughs> George Michael together in concert for one night only. Oh. How much you think those freaking tickets are gonna cost? Mm, a pretty penny, I'm sure. And. I imagine the, the venue, 
drinks are going to start 15 bucks for a tecate. Yeah, probably. And a four ouncer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Six ounce. <laughs> exactly. And uh, imagine that in Vegas. Mm. You're, you're looking at travel. You're looking at a hotel for the night, uh, the concert, the drinks, the dinner, the diabetes with the flowers. Mm. You're looking at about a two to five thousand dollar yeah. conservative spending. Mm-hmm. Would, would, would that be a conservatively speaking, you say? Yeah, I think it would be. But now, now let's circle to another area of love, breakups. Wow, you're a balloon popper. I am. <laughs> Speaking of balloons, can you kill that mosquito before he kills me? Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I this don't is know a where it time. went. So. <laughs> I, hope you, uh, I hope you speak English, you little thing. You will die. Uh, so... Breakup. Is there a breakup etiquette? I think as long as you're not a butt about it, you know, then there is no good way to break up. Uh, I believe the most sane and the most polite is sitting the person down in an open space where there's a lot of witnesses. <laughs> And you guys don't drive together there, obviously. Make sure that there's plastic silverware on the table mm-hmm. in case that there's food involved. And the nasty words have to be said, right? We, we all know that. And it's, I don't find it as interesting what happens during a breakup as people are breaking up, mm-hmm. as the actions that take on the first... Between the first 24 hours to the first two months. Mm -hmm. I think that's the the part when we get to see what people are made out of. Yeah. And those are like significant time periods. Mm -hmm. Because how long is it going to take for her to tell her friends about the breakup? How long is it going to take for her to go social about it? Social media... How long is it going to take him to do the same and what the groups are going to do? Like, what do you think the girls are going to do to try to bring her back? Take her out, get her, have have her do her makeup. Three places you think they're, you know, they're going to take her to. A bar. Uh Uh-huh. Shopping. Mm Mm-hmm. And any good friend would take the other girlfriend to seize candies. Diabetes. Gotcha. <laughs> or a therapist. On the way to go see a therapist. <laughs> I think that's that should be stop number one. <clears throat> Actually, if, if anything, if there's it would one. Be ice cream. Okay. Ice cream mm. on the way to the therapist. Mm. Uh, seize candies. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. All right. So... Eat our feelings while talking about our feelings, mm-hmm. right? What do you think guys will do? I think they would just be like, pues no way, pues ni modo. <laughs> but if anybody's going to take the guy out anywhere, where would they take him? Oh, my gosh. To a, a stripper club. <laughs> <laughs> 
or to just a bar. Um, I don't know, fishing. <laughs> okay, up to a point, and with comedic timing, of course, I think that a uh, this the strip club or the bar for either one for him or her is the least place where they should be mm -hmm. because they just got out of a relationship mm -hmm. what's the point of getting out of a relationship and go look for another one within minutes mm -hmm. it's it's nonsensical now mm -hmm. i find it I, again as a as an adult as a grown-up uh i say take me to star wars film mm -hmm. take me to see deadpool uh if alcohol's not the answer yeah. I think the answer, uh, the, the question is alcohol, and the answer is yes. And still has negative side effects because drunk calling the ex is a thing. And <laughs> we make fun of it today. We've normalized making fun of it. and there yeah, But there are people that do more than just call, you know, some obsess over it. Now you're getting into another topic about breakups. <laughs> No, I'm actually I'm, I'm I'm because I'm leading up to something. Mm -hmm. So breakups, right? You say it escalates, mm -hmm. right? And again, in the '80s, you break up with someone, and that someone shows up to your driveway with a with a speaker over their head. <laughs> What do you do then? The year's 1985. What do you do then? <laughs> well. Um, realistically, wonder what the hell he's doing. Right. <laughs> you know, some girls, you know, for that moment, they'll be like, oh, he's doing something so sweet. You know, but why do something sweet at that moment? You know, why it all circles back to why did he do that? Yeah. You know, what was the reason for the breakup? You know, and I don't think music is going to fix it all. You know, if that was the case, oh my God, we'd be living in a peaceful world with no husband killing wives, wives killing husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends. Yeah, or, or just those kids who don't know how to take no for an answer when the lady says, no, I don't want to go prompt with you. Yeah. Yeah, but... That that's in 1985. Let's fast forward to the year 2009, and somebody says, "Hello, it's me." They pull in Adele, right? <laughs> and like we're talking years have uh, this breakup happened mm -hmm. in 1985, and in the year 2009, they say, "Hello, it's me." Mm -hmm. I mean, first off, the biggest problem I think we're facing with that ideology or with that scenario is the person has the same number they have had since 1985, <laughs> which you and I know at that moment was a landline. Yeah. So in 2009, a breakup song like Adele's uh, Hello, that was the name of a song, right? Yeah. Okay, hello from... Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, I... I was spinning out of control for a second. And that song went on to win Grammys, made her an international superstar. I did mm -hmm. not know she was British. Yeah, I remember when her first single came, not her first single, but one of her very first songs came out, Chasing Pavement. 
Uh-huh. That was an awesome song. And I knew at that moment, you know, I was like, this girl's going to be something just like Shakita. I remember when Shakita was still <clears throat> a brunette, you know. Wasn't she a redhead when she came out? Was Piazza she Scalzo's first album, I'm pretty sure she was a redhead. Oh, that's right. That's right. She, yeah, you, you're right. She was. Um, you know, about going back to Adele, you know, um, yeah, that was a really good song. And, and if you actually look at the, well, if you listen to, you know, that song, it's actually about abuse. Yeah, uh, and and again, we are only getting one side of the story, and th- this is this is the thing that I don't like about these songs that they're very one sided. And then fast forward to 2015, and Taylor Swift comes out with her breakup songs. Mm-hmm. Whoever she's dating is, I mean, I I really know that if I am to ever date Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be an anthem about me. <laughs> That's gonna be my legacy to the world. Like, you're welcome, guys. If it wasn't for me, this song would not exist, mm-hmm. and there was no way you guys were gonna eat ice cream to shake mm-hmm. it off. Mm-hmm. I know that, and you guys weren't gonna cry and eat ice cream to yeah. that. And then, fast forward to the year 2023, and we have another breakup. So this, within the first four weeks of the year. We've had two breakup songs that have broken the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Como Tu uh, by Shakira and Beast Rap. Mm-hmm. And then Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. The least person who I thought was going to drop a breakup song was, of course, Miley Cyrus. I, I, I was speechless when I first heard the song and then mm-hmm. I realized it's, I, I didn't realize it was her. <clears throat> I had to see it was her mm-hmm. and then I looked uh I saw the music video and then uh I found it really awkward at first on, mm-hmm. on first viewing the music video. The more research I did about the track, mm-hmm. the more I realized that she, this was a call for help from uh 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you you've heard it partially you heard bits and pieces and when we were getting ready to produce today's show mm-hmm. i asked you not to listen to it in its entirety and i also asked you not to look up any information about mm-hmm. it because i wanted to get your reaction mm-hmm. as you see it for the first time mm-hmm. i think it's time we play the song flowers by miley cyrus released about two weeks ago uh, about two weeks after Shakira's uh, Como Tu, mm-hmm. this is Miley Cyrus. I am Daddy G. <laughs> and Aro is going to listen to this for the first time. We were good, we were cold, kind of dream that can't be so. We were right till we weren't, built a home and watched it burn. Talk to myself. 
by Miley Cyrus the name of the track is Flowers and I am Big Daddy G I'm in the company of the beautiful Otto and uh, this was your first time watching the music video listening to the song for the first time in its entirety yes thoughts <clears throat> she's a really good songwriter um, I I think out of all of her songs, this is probably going to be, I have to say, one of my favorites from her now. Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really a huge Miley Cyrus fan. I thought even prior to this song, she was going a little crazy, you know, kind of heading in the same direction as Britney Spears. You know, but, um, you know, I like how... She was savage without being too savage. <laughs> so now what do you know about the music video or the symbolism of the things throughout? Um, so the only thing I've heard about it, uh, heard about was, or know about, I should say, is um, the gold dress represents uh, Jennifer Lawrence because apparently she was one of the people that had an affair with Liam you know, and the uh, the suit that she was wearing uh, was one of Liam's suits, I believe. And that the house that they filmed at was house that he took women to. And I think I heard somewhere seventeen. And that's pretty much about it. I mean, I don't. That's all I know about in regards to, you know, the backstory on on the video. But as for their personal lives, you know, I know that um, they got married 
she started acting a little crazier, you know, not so subdued as as prior to them, you know, when they, after they got married. So, but if the rumors are true, then, then yeah, I believe she would go kind of crazy. You know, now I understand why she did what she did at that time. Well, I, I'm going to tell you the things I found out throughout the, the my my research not research you just that you see that music video and the next video on cue is mm -hmm. easter eggs from mm -hmm. the music video so the bridge where she's walking on initially mm -hmm. that's where allegedly liam was meeting men oh. not just women also men mm -hmm. number one number two uh up until today miley has not publicly come out as heterosexual nor bisexual, mm -hmm. nor lesbian, but she has been linked to having relationships with men and women alike. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And of course, when and Liam needs uh, sorry Lee, uh, Liam Hemsworth, to me as a public figure, has always been very square. Mm -hmm. And the most scandalous thing about his entire career was probably his marriage to Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. So at the moment of their marriage or from the moment where they began dating, I think they had a certain level of maturity. Mm -hmm. And during a 10-year period that they were on and off together, I see how easily one of them grew and matured more than the other. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about the house, uh, one of the opening parts of the uh, the song says, we built a house and we watched it burn. Mm -hmm. During... I want to say 2017, 2018, the fires we had the, uh, that year in Malibu burned down their house. Mm -hmm. yeah, Miley was touring at the time and Liam was home. Mm -hmm. So he got all the animals out. Uh, I don't know if any, no one knows, but Miley is known to be an animal hoarder and mm -hmm. she's an animals activist as well. So she, they had tarantulas, they had pigs, they had dogs, they had mm -hmm. cats, they had the works. And Liam packed everyone uh, everyone he could into mm -hmm. his pickup truck and got him out before the house burned down. Mm -hmm. Now, a week to the day of that fire, we had the first rain of the year, mm -hmm. which was the week of Christmas that year. And when cleaning crews were cleaning out the freeway that was nearby, which I believe is the 101, they were finding photo albums, semi-burned, of Miley Cyrus down the road. Mm. Yeah, so they found little picture frames and they're like, is this Miley Cyrus? Pancho, mm -hmm. is this Miley Cyrus? No, fool, that's Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, as Disney people got the reference. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then that house that be, that's been mentioned in this music video and this song is that house that burned down mm -hmm. which has been revealed and is the house where yes allegedly liam took a great number of women too mm -hmm. while miley was out either working filming doing this doing that mm -hmm. and i strongly believe that liam grew up as a man as a person mm -hmm. and we don't get to see that enough and meanwhile and uh on the deep dives that i was 
seeing there have been times where they were together red carpets mm -hmm. and Liam was being interviewed right next to Miley. Miley would take over the interviews and start twerking. Mm -hmm. And of course, as a couple, as a partner, Liam said to Miley, behave mm -hmm. while wearing that suit. Mm -hmm. So that's why the, the suit is so symbolic and it keeps on being brought up. Mm -hmm. But in the way I see it, it doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter where you're at. But it is important that if you are around cameras and you're representing a film, you're representing a music video, a mm -hmm. song, we have to be on our best behavior. And if your lover has to tell you to behave, is because obviously you're misbehaving. Mm -hmm. It's because obviously you're not growing up. And I oh. might be wrong because I don't know them personally. Mm -hmm. But if my baby who has told me behave <laughs> at public functions is because I am doing something inappropriate mm -hmm. and it needs to be talked about behind closed doors too. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, that's what I got about that song, which is being dropped a couple of weeks before Valentine's. <laughs> and I wonder how many people are going to get dumped before Valentine's. Mm, how many people are going to get dumped after Valentine's? Yeah. Because, you know, people are going to be like, oh, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. And they find, they go on those dating apps and find somebody to match with. and Exclusively for that day. Yeah. And then realizing, oh... I don't think I like this person very much. And then that's when, and maybe the other partner is really into that person. And that's where that song is going to come into play. Oh, a lot. That's going to be the, I really thought the Shakira song, mm -hmm. Como Tu, that was going to be the, the breakup anthem of the year. Mm -hmm. But then again, we're four weeks into the year and we already have two great breakup songs. Yeah. What does that tell you? <laughs> I know. It, I, I really think this 2023 is going to be the year of the breakup. Yeah. Well, look at um, 2020 was the year of the... of uh, The babies. Yeah. The, well, yeah, the, the babies, but also um, the year that people started uh, doing online dating more, started dating, um, you know, then... Then a couple of years later, you know, now that they're done with boredom or, you know, they they can go out and, you know, in a social setting, they're not really going to need that person anymore. So, That's sad, right? It, it really is. They were used just during lockdown. Yeah. And uh, and I, I again, we don't know Miley. We don't know Liam. Mm -hmm. We don't know their lives. We don't know if he actually met men on that bridge. We don't know if there were 17 women or there were 17 different people he was with mm -hmm. while his time with Miley. But one way or another, they're not together anymore. Mm -hmm. And now the question for me is, is she putting out this song in this music video because she is over him or because she's obviously not? In my eyes, I, I, you know, I say no. I don't think she's over him. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, that uh, this is their their revival song or whatever. But 
you know what, if you have to, if, if you put your story out there and you make it to where that other person is, you know, seen in a bad light, you know, then you want everybody to hate them as much as you hate them for that moment. You know, and regardless of how it is, some people, you know, just say, oh, well, you know, on to the next. Other people say, you know, I don't know, have a hard time, you know, uh, doing or saying or even living life, you know, then that's when they become stalkers. Then you've got other people who'll be like, you know what, I'm a survivor, it just depends. I mean, no one can ever say. Well, now we're just assuming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more dangerous because when people assume things of this nature, I think it's it leaves a, room, a bigger room to speculate about things that did not happen mm-hmm. because there's no clarity from either side. So we mm-hmm. are just assuming on the fact that, yes, they were broken. Yes, they were mm-hmm. having issues. But every single couple struggles and the the magic of being in a relationship is growing up together mm-hmm. and fixing problems. And in their particular case, what I see is that he grew up and she didn't. Mm-hmm. He matured and she didn't. Yeah. And it, it has to be difficult being the better half of a person such as Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's Miley Cyrus doing to the point where Liam Hemsworth would have felt the necessity of seeing men on a bridge, mm-hmm. allegedly, or cheating on Miley Cyrus with 17 different people yeah. in the wrong house. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think all of it is true um, because if that was the case, there would have been already a lot of people coming out or would have already came out once they Miley and Liam got divorced you know the, you know the cloud chasers yeah there's always those you know and as of yet to as to date I mean I haven't heard anything you know and usually you know they'll spread like wildfire oh yeah and so you know like you stated earlier I think there's more to it than just um you know her side yeah and I want to hear his I don't think we're ever going to hear from his side because he's such a private person. Right. You know, and, you know. Like, Isn't that a little disturbing, though? To whom? To us as To everybody. Public? Yes. Think about it. No. If someone, someone's bad-mouthing you. Uh, it's what uh, We are all assuming this entire music video and song is about mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's not... I would like him to say, hi, whatever you think this is going on, it's not. And mm-hmm. this is me defending myself. Yeah, but, or you can not say anything and, you know, eventually the truth will come out, whether it's by him or, you know, other people, you know, putting two together. I don't think, you know, I don't. I don't think you necessarily have to speak out on, you know, publicly, publicly, you know, on what's going on with your relationship privately. You know, that might be a different story. He might have, you know, told people that, you know, that are in his circle, but, 
you know, and I'm sure those are few and far between. You know? And then also you got to take into consideration, you know, what's going on with his brother health-wise. You know? Which means he's got the same issues too. In a different aspect, in a, in a different way. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're they both brothers. I mean, they, they have predisposition too. Yeah. Alzheimer's. Uh, Was it Alzheimer's, I believe? Yeah, or dementia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, one of yes. those. Yeah, and, you know, it could just be also for that reason, you know, that he's not speaking out, you know, because he's, you know, privately he wants to be with his family. You know, we, there's three sides to every story. Yeah, Yours, absolutely. mine, and the truth. You know, and to be honest, I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I don't really care. <laughs> I just find it fascinating about how yeah, it, human they are. Yeah, no, and, and that is true. You know, that would that's the, you know, why I take an interest in it because, you know, like you said, you know, they're human, you know, they're just like you and I, you know, doesn't matter how much money you have or how much um, fame, you know, everybody falls in love. Everybody has heartbreaks. Everybody, you know, lives and everybody dies. Ultimately, you die. Ooh. <laughs> that was very, very dark. Everybody dies. Everybody poops. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> true <laughs> it's really true in regards of how people perceive the stories that are being told covered by the media and how people are talking and speaking about their exes last year we had that uh johnny depp situation with uh with amber heard mm -hmm. so because there were actual there, there were never any actual names said during Amber's pieces mm -hmm. to, to the editorials, but the name of Leanne has not been said on this music video. No, it hasn't, but one can only assume it's him. Now, how is this going to affect Liam in the future, his future as an actor? Because since the Hunger Games, I don't remember seeing him on anything. No, I only remember seeing him in two movies. Mm. I mean, we don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe this might bolster his career. Maybe it might sink it. We don't know. Because no, look what he did for Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is back yeah. on the on the Pirates, yeah. which is his most successful to date. But it, what is this thing going to do to his career, to Liam's? I don't think it's going to affect him very much. And if anything, you know, I not that I've seen him in anything recently. Right? That is my point. <laughs> but who knows? I mean, you know, maybe sometime in the future when he's older, you know, he might end up playing either a superhero or a bad person. <laughs> Well, no, no matter what he plays. Oh, since we're since you you brought out the bad person, mm -hmm. that little dance Miley was doing towards the end was that very Joaquin Phoenix Joker like to you? Yeah. The sure. descent into madness. Yeah. The 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 butterfly coming out of the cocoon kind of. Yeah. 
I thought that was fantastic. And of course, with the hair and Man. And it's not a Miley Cyrus video without skin. And she did show skin in her bikini and when she was working out. but And then when she was wearing the gold dress. And the, the suit, no shirt under. Oh, yeah. And the shower scene, too. Yeah. And uh, again, with uh, are, are these Miley Cyrusisms? Uh, Mm, maybe her last that leading up to it i think that i think she she not that she's been doing it all her life but i think maybe recently and more after they they got married i think that's when she started showing more and more and started acting crazier and crazier. I can't be like a rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that was, uh, I did not like the original Wrecking Ball. Mm -hmm. I love all the remixes that came after. Mm -hmm. And one, actually, one of my favorite remixes I play is, uh, is one of hers. That's mm -hmm. uh, the, the Wrecking Ball. It's the... Uh, the Don't Stop Believing piano mm -hmm. with her singing over the piano mm -hmm. and then goes into Let's Get Ridiculous by Red Foo, which mm -hmm. is a very powerful party-like thing once you put it all together. But mm -hmm. her music by itself, I as, as, a, as a DJ, I don't play it as much because I don't get a lot of response mm -hmm. from it. I get a better response from her remixes mm -hmm. and uh, so, uh i i'm not gonna go out of my way to play miley cyrus mm -hmm. and her music videos are not that relevant to me or they haven't been yeah but um another thing that i thought that was interesting her workout montage mm -hmm. i thought that was very when stefani no doubt don't speak no when she's working out and she's hitting the ropes and I yeah, Miley Cyrus, yeah, I could see that bit. I don't recall any videos where Gwen is is working out. Don't speak. No, no, I'm not telling you not to speak. The, no. name, the, the music, the music video I to the song. I know what you're trying to say. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm like going over it with my mind and maybe i'm just missing some parts uh, it, uh but then again that's a 30 plus year old song mm -hmm. so I, I i don't blame you if you don't remember the music video uh, i just remember the song which also reminds me we were speaking of shakira earlier she does the shakira move from uh shakira when shakira is rolling on the floor mm -hmm. the, doing the little scoots mm -hmm. miley does it too yeah. So the, those, uh, I don't know. Well, dancing wise, I think that's that's what I pick, which is better than her twerking days. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I think this is gonna change her as a, a singer. I think now she's gonna be. Her songs are gonna have more, like even Wrecking Ball. That is, um, and that's a powerful song, and you know it. It shows how much she's changed from her Hannah Montana days. 
uh, I, I was scared mm-hmm. when I saw what she was turning into after Hannah mm-hmm. Montana. When yeah, she, like she was losing it. When she was twerking at the VMAs. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah. Isn't I, it funny how a lot of the Disney characters. Yes. Or a lot of the Disney celebrities end up going kind of crazy. <laughs> you know what? It's uh, l- Let's go into this. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears, right? Oh, that's another crazy one. <laughs> Ready for the next one? Yeah. Christina Aguilera. Justin Timberlake. Not not so much. Well, there, Christina, not so much either. She oh, no, went, no. You don't remember went, Dirty? Yeah, she went, but name one singer who doesn't, um, who hasn't had a video like that, but... Ultimately, I don't think she went crazy, like how Miley and Brittany are. Do we need to keep Miley on a watch? Mm, I don't know. We'll find out. But at the same time, I did notice that there was more of a calmness to her when she was doing that, the video. She wasn't going as crazy, like, you know how she had, like, she, yes, she did have jerky moves, but you can see her aura was more of a calm aura, you know, like. Closure. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, only, only the rest, only other songs will be able, we'll be able to figure that out when, you know, in the future, but. Well, I'm just wondering now, what, what are we going to see? Is this part of an album or is it just a single? Because if it's an entire album and this is going to be part of mm-hmm. a, of an entire album, which is going to address this whole thing, I think we're, we got to brace ourselves for a major. What if this is a teaser, her and Shakira? Because look at the both of their songs are about breakups. With Taylor Swift. No, because Taylor is right now still with her man. So so I can't see her writing a breakup song yet, but I can see Shakira and Miley uh, collaborating. Mm -hmm. You know, um, look at the both of their their singles dropped within two weeks of each other. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing that I, uh, well, I haven't heard anyone talking about this, but everyone's talking about how it's a reversal from the Bruno Mars Mm -hmm. track. Mm -hmm. I found myself listening to a little bit of Cher, Mm -hmm. Strong Enough, Mm -hmm. in this Miley Cyrus track. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of similarities. I got to check if it's on the same key. It's definitely within neighborhood Mm -hmm. tempo. But strong enough, and it's uh, strong enough has a disco vibe, while this one has a poppy sense to it. So it's trying to be a little bit more uplifting. Mm-hmm. But if we made a guitar cover of Flowers, mm-hmm. I think it would hit even bigger. And I still think that Flowers, the way it is right now, mm-hmm. is designed to hit as a pop club hit for the summer heading into the summer what but 
mixed with what? Like with a little bit of funk, a little bit of uh, freestyle-ish into it, the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. But if it was just a guitar track, I think it would hit with more potency or piano. But that's just me. I could see it, but I'm just trying to think of which ones. But that's for a different that's for a different day. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and close today. This was an amazing first episode. Uh, we Yay. covered a lot of a lot of topics, and uh, I want to thank you for your time. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe all this time passed by. It, it went by really quick. It did. Great conversation. Thank you. Always, always. All right. My name is Big Daddy G. And I am Aro. And we'll see you next time. Uh, don't forget to check us out. Once we put all the social links and whatnot, we're going to put this on Spotify someday, I hope. Until <laughs> then, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. <laughs> Bye.